Hello, everyone. Today you have myself, Jake, flying solo. And today I'm going to discuss the first episode or premiere of the Loki miniseries on Disney. So for a quick setup, uh, Loki, who we last saw escape with the Tesseract in Endgame, lands in Mongolia. But before he can do anything, he is apprehended by the TVA who we later learn are the most powerful beings across the Marvel multiverse as the arbiters of fate slash time slash reality. Uh, so powerful that they actually use the Infinity Stones as paperweights in their own home reality. Outside of the exposition and introducing the TVA, the real crux of the episode is the interrogation between Owen Wilson as Agent Mobius and Tom Hiddleston as Loki. We learn that Loki doesn't like being a villain and he feels trapped in the role. And after seeing his intended redemption play out through the um, through the TVA's, I guess, video PA system is the only way to describe it, or AV system, uh, he's willing to work with the TVA. And by that, he, he sees everything that we saw unfold in Ragnarok and Infinity War. Uh, he saw the path he was supposed to have. He realizes that his family really did love him. And again, saw his himself in a more heroic sense and after seeing that as i said he's willing to work with the tva the thing that really seemed to hit him is he learned that his overall glorious purpose was to cause chaos and die so that others namely the avengers and his brother could be at their best uh, we also one of the other things we learned is that loki is still quite dangerous even without his powers as uh, one of the other things about the tva is his asgardian magic or powers have no effect there uh, with that being said, he still, again, demonstrates that he is still quite dangerous. I think the episode overall has the humor of Marvel, and it really benefits from Loki's charm or Hiddleston's charm, whatever you want, whatever you want to say. Uh, I really think it rides or dies on the on Loki's expedited emotional arc. They're really cramming three movies worth of development into a single 45-minute episode, in my opinion. Again, they're taking a lot of the development from... Uh, really from Dark World, Ragnarok, and Infinity War. They're taking three movies, cramming it all into one. And on top of that, there's really relying on the Wilson on the chemistry between Wilson and Hiddleston. I personally think that both of those things work. The chemistry aspect between Mobius and Loki, as well as the expedited character development arc. I think they're both done effectively. So for me, I really like it. Um, those are, with that being said, moving into my likes, I guess we just touched it. I really like the chemistry between the two, but even to split them up, I mean, Hiddleston as Loki, I, Marvel's doing a really good job, I think, of bringing characters back. Uh, I keep saying this and giving us different angles or views. I like this version of Loki. He's a, feels like a little more devilish, still slightly more evil than the one we got at by Endgame and Ragnarok. But there is something about him. He still has that charm. There's something about him that we love, even though we know it's dangerous. I really like Owen Wilson as Mobius, too. I think his comic energy is just perfect for the show and the universe. At once... I was a little skeptical once I heard he was in it. And now that I've seen him in it, I, I just feel like he's the perfect choice. I'm surprised he hasn't been introduced sooner. And then last, not last, not the only thing I like, but the third major like I have outside of the two leads is the premise itself, using Loki to catch a Loki. 
I think, and again, the premise here is we find at the end, Mobius is trying to enlist Loki and he's trying to see if he's pure evil or if there is something about him that wants redemption. And the idea is he wants to use this version of Loki to catch a version of Loki who is killing the TVA and stealing their reset bombs. So we discussed what I liked in terms of some of the dislikes, and I'm going to keep this short because I really did like the first episode, and I think most of my issues are more structural. They could be resolved by the end. But first, there's already huge plot holes and questions being raised by the series of the larger MCU. I'll follow this up in a minute with my questions. With that being said, I, I hope they'll address some of these there's more than one, and my hope is that some of them will be addressed by the end of the season. There's always going to be potholes with comic book things. I don't care if there's a few minor ones, but there's some big ones here in terms of the overall franchise. It's incredibly vague, and without going deeper into them, I'll just stop. Number two, I really, I really think these Marvel series are struggling with exposition and setup. Uh, talking about both WandaVision, Falcon and Winter Soldier did a better job. I, I think this was a good introduction but i mean this was still a really exposition heavy episode and it's interesting because i get why they had to do it to establish the tva and really get loki's character to a point where they needed him to be ready to be heroic but again i mean they've had to do this so many times i mean there have been 16 episodes across these series so far and it's not I think it's, don't think it's unfair to say that anywhere from four to six of them, maybe even seven, are pretty much heavily exposition or just setup episodes or filler episodes in terms of leading to the next one. Probably closer to four. The reason this is, the reason I'm calling attention to this, <coughs> it's strange because they tell really tight stories in the films. I think sometimes to their detriment. But what's interesting is with more time, uh, these they don't seem to know how to really use the TV format to the best of its advantages because I feel like these, again, this is early in this series, but series, but really extrapolating on what the previous ones have done, both Wanda vision and Falcon, Falcon winter soldier felt meandering at certain parts. And then some episodes felt like everything was crammed together and it just, it's not, there's not a good ebb and flow. I haven't seen a consistent ebb and flow across any of these series. So my hope is that I'll be eating my words by the next time I speak to her by the end of the season, but some general concerns with the way MCU is telling these stories. I don't think they're doing a good job of switching their storytelling format to this new medium. Okay, I'm going to leave it with the dislikes. We'll spend a little more time on that than I thought I would. To follow up then, to really close this out, I've got questions and predictions. Three questions. And the first question is part of the plot hole. It's the only one I'm going to bring up because it really does bother me. There are some others. But the existence of the TVA and what happens in this episode, there's a question of how did Cap complete his mission at the end of Endgame by returning the stones if he was never able to get the Tesseract? Did he just leave that in the wind? I don't believe he would. Number two... Again, for number one, I'm, that could be answered by the end of the season. There could be a whole series just explaining that. Who knows? So I, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt, but that's one that bothers me. Number two, Peggy Carter can apparently be seen being apprehended in the TVA. I didn't catch it during the show, but I saw in a re, um, 
there was someone who edited it, put it on YouTube. It looks like it's her, so that could be interesting. Third question, are they really chasing Loki? And that perfectly leads me into my predictions, because prediction number one, I do not think they're chasing Loki. I think they're really chasing Kang the Conqueror, or maybe Kang and Loki teamed up, which could be our first real villain team up. And that sounds silly, but that's a huge thing in the Marvel comics. We haven't really gotten that outside of Iron Man 2 for an in-movie villain team up. And then number two, I think Agent Mobius is someone in disguise. I personally think it's Mortis, an older version of Kang. Unsure, though. We'll, we'll find out. <laughs> Something tells me we'll figure that out by the end of the series. Last prediction, and this has been wrong in the previous two series, I do think we're going to get some Avengers in this one. I, I've been wrong every other time, but I guess I'll just keep predicting it until it happens. All right. In terms of this episode, for final score, it's high. I'm going to give it an 8. I, I For me, I really liked it. It's all set up, but I like the table that they prepared. My hope is that I'm about to dig into a sumptuous feast with this next episode. If we get more exposition and more setup without the same character development for Loki, or at least spreading the story down a few different strands, learning more about Ravenna and Mobius, I'm going to be upset. But I shouldn't say upset. I'll be disappointed. Uh, But like the series so far, uh, strong, strong opening. So I would definitely recommend this. The other note I just want to quickly add is I'm a bit of a rubber stamp, as we know, for these Marvel projects. But I've spoken to a couple of my friends who were more critical than me of WandaVision and Falcon Winter Soldier, who either didn't watch them because they couldn't get in the first episode or, or watch them and didn't enjoy them. And their feedback was that they really, really like this, really love this. So I think it's, I think this might be at this point, despite my gripes, the strongest of all of the Marvel TV series. So definitely recommend if you're interested. And that just about does it. Thank you for spending your time with me, and I will talk to you soon. Later.